Yeah, and it's working. I mean, people, I, I had some people come on my review making fun of that game, actually defending it. Like, hey, bro, some of us don't have time to be sitting around playing games all day. Then don't play games. It's that simple. Yes. Why? You're pretending that you're playing a game? That's fucking pathetic. That's that's like what you do to your little sister when you're a kid, and you're like, here, take this controller. And you're actually playing the game. And she's just holding the controller because it's a one-player game. Oh, that's, that's not they, they made a business oh, out of it. They, they literally made a business out of it. That's crazy. That's a good reference point, actually. <laughs> Little kid sister, she's she's sitting there clicking away. She's like two, and she thinks she's like killing it, and you're like, Oh my god, we beat it. Or she, you're like, Oh my god, I beat the you beat the level. You Welcome to the party. We're looking for more of your podcast for all things gaming with a focus on MMOs, RPGs, game development, and gaming culture. I'm your host, Phoenix, also known as Morgan. I am joined by our returning party members. Wait, hold on. Member. We're down a man. Welcome. <laughs> How's it going, Nathan? Hey, what's up, man? We got the Nathan Napalm here to go full Napalm, hopefully at least once, because then it's like a good time. For me, yeah, right? we we definitely have a hot topic that <laughs> I I don't know. I'm gonna try to resist. <laughs> and of course, welcome to everyone in chat and speaking to everybody that's here presently or listening on all of the podcast places later. Um, before we get too dug into today's show, I'm gonna give a big shout out to all of the supporters here on Twitch, YouTube, and Patreon. Seriously, thank you for keeping this party's bags packed, provisions stocked all our adventures here on the LFM show. And speaking of which, you can call in to leave a message here on the show at 1-539-664-6801. You can join us on Twitter at the LFM show. You can also shoot us a mail over at our Gmail, <laughs> the LFM show at gmail.com. And uh, Nathan, we're down. No freak today, man. Like what the? I know, man. It's not going to be party going to duo it. We're gonna duo it, man. We yeah, got this. Two two man, two person party, man. We can do it. It's been done before. Doesn't yeah. matter what the boss is. Some some raid bosses, some dungeon bosses, some world bosses, as we were talking about before, can can be vanquished by even one or two individuals. So a couple companions. Gotta, gotta be a little OP, you know. You gotta come in with a little <laughs> better gear, you know. You can do it. Right, right. I wasn't going for like the ego stroke, but we'll go with that. It's totally fine. I'm, I'm down. I'm down, man. I just don't want to get labeled as a narcissist. So if someone else is kind of doing it in form of praise, That's I'll right. totally take it. Yeah. I've got, I've got free reign to do that. Yeah, <laughs> man, dude, what's been, uh, what's been new with you this past week, man? What have you been up to? Well, I got my, I got my Christmas presents early for my wife. Uh, because I'm a douche and was like, no, I want them now. So, uh, I got. My super, I modded the crap out of it, but you can see it back here, my Super Nintendo Classic, and I modded oh. it, and it's got every Super Nintendo game ever made on it now. But even more exciting, actually, is she got yeah. me my favorite console of all time, the Sega Saturn, and she got me a couple of, like, super expensive, rare uh, games I didn't have. So, uh, pretty cool. Um been playing around with that a little bit, and, uh, of course, I've got my secret project that's been taking up most of my time, so... The one we talked about last time briefly, but not in detail. 
yeah, I'm not ready to talk about it. Right. But I will say that I'm creating a ton of creatures and props and it's a lot of work so uh, it's taking a lot of time i can say he's told me about it and it's pretty ambitious and uh <laughs> dude that's gonna be something that's definitely gonna be some next level shit not gonna lie so yeah people should for. be stoked man so last uh last sunday on the ashes pathfinders podcast which is the sister brother homie like within the family domain of podcasts that we house here on this channel, um, the Ashes Pathfinder podcast dinged level 100 and the creative director CEO for Ashes of Creation, Steven Sharif, came and jumped on. Man, it was like I dumped personally a lot of energy into just really trying to give that like the best vibes possible, the best conversations, just the best all around time, just really bring community together and have a great time. And man, it was a good time. I was really happy with it. Um, and man, there's nothing like seeing Steven Sharif geek out over the game that he loves, man. There's nothing like seeing somebody passionate about something they are creating or, you know, working on when you see that they have that. I mean, us as gamers, that's like a huge draw. And it's been yeah. a huge draw for him and, and Intrepid Studios and. He laid down some lore, man. Oh, did he lay down lore? I'd been thinking about things, wondering about things. Oh, baby. He totally delivered on lore. And it's got, um, you know, I don't know. We'll leave the words out of this, but let's just say feels good, man. It was a good time. Yeah. Awesome. <laughs> it was a good time, dude. I was sitting there going, oh, my God, he's talking about this. I didn't expect to get this much out of the answer. Like, yeah. <laughs> yeah. How cool, man. Yeah. And also sponsored on uh, uh, Massive, Massively OP, right? Yeah, I'm sorry. I thought you were about to make a mobile game reference. I'm so sensitive to this shit. Now. No. no, no. <laughs> I don't have backup, dude. If I don't have backup, I can't, I can't oh, do it. Oh, this is a good point. <laughs> As I don't, I don't, last time, I don't do one-on-one -on -one PvP, okay? I don't do one-on-one -on -one I'm a group PvP person. I don't do that <laughs> one. I don't duel. I don't do this 1v1 shit. I got to have party members. <laughs> right. I'm a paladin who's kind of a hybrid, so, you know, I don't do the. I don't do 1v1. Yeah. Man, homie, it was a good time. But, yeah, you know, do you know what's really funny about that, though? I've got a community member. He's always like, hey, Sim, there's this new mobile game. Or, hey, there's this one. Oh, I am going to rage about this. Dude. Okay, I'm going to be honest. I just looked at it, Nathan. I just looked at it. All right. Okay. okay, I was contemplating it. I just wanted to see for science. Look, we, we talk about yeah. MMOs. Yeah, yeah, we have to investigate. Yes. Uh, yeah. Thank you. Okay. Right? Okay. I hadn't touched anything else, but my buddy Flem, who's here in chat, he was like, hey, Sim, there's this game or whatever, and he talks about it all the time. Shoots me, like, screenshots of, like, his successes. And I'm just like, Stop. What is it? What was the game? <laughs> was it Champions Arena or something like that? Uh, I've heard of it. Okay. Okay. All right. Fast forward. So there's this, uh, there's this, like, it's supposed to be a mobile game. I'm going to, I might get triggered on this. I might get a little triggered on this. <laughs> you might too, homie. Okay. Uh -oh. This isn't scripted. You can't script this shit. <laughs> oh, no. Homie. <laughs> there's this game, like, called A3 or whatever. It's like a mobile game. A3, something about We're Amazing. I don't know. I'd start to insult it whenever. You've got auto everything in it, dude. It looks yeah. good. It looks really good. And then you're like, oh, look, I just stepped into the game. Like, you know what happened? I, I stepped in on my character, started doing the quest, and it was like I saw the auto button, clicked it, it was auto-pathing. I, I, I swiped it off my screen and deleted it on the fucking spot. 
Dude, I actually reviewed that game. I can't. And I flipped out on it. I was like, this is not even a game. It's not a game. Uh, I, I, you know, I do. I always start my intro with God is good. And actually in that game, I was so mad that by the time I fired up the recording, I was like, God is good. And this game is not like, if you want to know, if you want to hear a review, you can go ahead and click X. Now this is not even a game. It is garbage. Yeah. So I know that game is, it's rough, dude. And it's crazy because like the graphics for a mobile, you know, kind of port kind of thing. Looks good. good. A lot of detail. Yeah. A lot of Options. actions and classes and yep. what what why did you even spend so much time developing the game if it was just gonna play yes. itself? Like, make movies. If I don't, that's what you wanna yeah. do, make movies. Yes. Or videos Dude, on YouTube, right? It looked it looked really good. It it genuinely did. The customization really for a mobile game, the customization options were really good. Yeah, considering where it's coming from and what yes. it had available for resources, yes. it was pretty, pretty impressive yes. on paper. Uh, yes, until you go, oh, look, I can just click a button. It'll do it all for me. I don't understand. It's like, how... So I'm wondering what's next, right? So like we're like the old gamers now, right? Yeah. Where people are like, oh, yes. like my son's like, Dad, that's just how they make games now. You, you don't have to don't play them. That. You're old. You're, what is wrong with you? You're old. But like what's the next step? Like what's going to piss that generation off? Like the game doesn't just play itself, but um, what, I mean, what's next? It doesn't even show you the graphics because you don't need to look at that either. Like what's how can they get worse? How are they going to deteriorate even further from here? I got it. I got it. You know what's okay. going to happen one day? The future of gaming, everybody on mobile phones. Here it is. Incoming. By these developers, right? <laughs> Nathan's already <laughs> laughing. This is awesome. <laughs> like one day, you're just basically going to you're gonna log on and you're going to go, you're going to click a button. Auto or no. You're going to click no to stay where you're at. And you'll look at the yeah. same picture. You'll click auto and then they'll tell you, give you a timer. And then the next time you check your phone, they'll give you another picture of your character. Oh, so it'll only update you, and it'll be like, oh, if you want to, um, if you want to continue from here, that's one dollar. Yeah, off of that microtransaction, your progress on fucking pictures. <laughs> it makes sense, dude. Look at that my look at my evolution. chat. That's look the at, evolution. Look at my chat. <laughs> Ranting sim never. I don't know what to say. <laughs> Come on, people. Come on. If you're going to make a game, right? Like, you're a developer. So, yes. like, you had a passion, like, I'm going to grow up and make video games. I'm going to grow up and make the coolest games. And then you get in the studio, and you start making your game, and you're like, hmm, what if we made it to where nobody has to actually play it? Like, what does that conversation sound like in, a, in like, a, a meeting room, in, like, a boardroom, like, Anybody got any good ideas? And it's like, what if the game played itself? <laughs> how did they? How did they be like? Oh my god! <laughs> so it's like, you're Tim? you want a promotion, Timmy? Because you just came up with a great idea. Like, what the like so, so explain to me how that works. Well, it's simple, sir. <laughs> they click a button that says continue or play as auto mode. And the game just goes through it, auto pass to all the quests. It does the quests, it gets the rewards and everything. And he's like, Oh my god, and we're rich! Best idea ever. You're promoted, you're now the CEO. Let's do this, guys. Go like, unbelievable! Unbelievable. And then, and then he's like, Wait a minute, Timmy, 
All right, quarter two. We got to really step up our game, Timmy. He's like, I got this idea, sir. <laughs> I got this idea. We can make an adventure pass. And, <laughs> and we'll charge him $4.99 for 30 days. And we'll give them a bunch of stuff that they can use to buy cosmetics in the shop for the characters they don't actually play. <laughs> for when they get to their character, you know, screen to look at how pretty they look. Mm. Right, quarter three comes around, sir. We'll give them glowing armor and and weapons. We'll call them enchantments. Mm. <laughs> quarter four, spiky mounts, spiky glowy armors, and we'll give them bonus unlockable treasure chests not gamble not gambling just unlockable random chests of treasure money 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 but wait but wait there's more <laughs> and if they've if they've paid us every quarter mm -hmm. and they've completed all of the content we'll give them an in-game title edgelord ooh Drop the mic. It's over. Timmy. Watch out, World of Warcraft. <laughs> the WoW Killer is here. Y'all have phones, right? For MMO? <laughs> Come on. It's so ridiculous, but it actually is happening. Yeah, and it's working. I mean, people... I, I had some people come on my review making fun of that game, actually defending it. Like, hey, bro, some of us don't have time to be sitting around playing games all day. Then don't play games. It's that simple. Yes. Why? You're pretending that you're playing a game? That's fucking pathetic. That's that's like what you do to your little sister when you're a kid, and you're like, here, take this controller. And you're actually playing the game. And she's just holding the controller because it's a one-player game. Oh, That's, that's not... They, they made a business oh, out of that. They, they literally made a business out of that. That's crazy. That's a good reference point, actually. <laughs> little kid sister, she's, she's sitting there clicking away. She's like, two? And she thinks she's like killing it and you're like oh my god we beat it or you're like oh my god i beat the you beat the level you know? <laughs> you're like <laughs> yeah you man. did it good job you're awesome at this game man it is something else man sometimes all you can do is laugh at how ridiculous life is right yeah yeah the world we what live else, in, friends. What else can you do? What else can you do but you laugh? Know, I gotta say, I'm actually proud of how that just came together, man. That was really good. That was completely unscripted. That was beautiful. <laughs> yeah, that's a that's a that's a proud moment right there. Beautiful. That's how we do it? Yeah. How we do, guys? You guys like it? <laughs> we'll call it our RP. It's five ninety nine. Just kidding. <laughs> so. <laughs> The games we cover, man. Anything new in the in the domain of games you cover? I kind of talked about the the deal with the, the Ashes Pathfinder show, and that's kind of what's been going on with me. What about you? Uh, well, uh, Pantheon's still going along. Um, we're in between pre-alpha testing, so um, still not much right now. We got a new newsletter today, so we know that we'll be back in the game here at the beginning of December, um, and uh, that's. We'll see what we'll we'll see what we're testing. They didn't really say what will be what we'll be focused on, but they yeah. they did get a lot from the last pre-alpha. Uh, you know, uh, uh, pat, not, I almost said auto pathing, pathing for uh, mobs to get to you and um, making sure there's no glitches with uh because uh, there was a lot of weird stuff like you could cross a river 
and some mobs wouldn't cross the river, which we didn't even know, like, was that by design? You know, when you're testing a game, sometimes you don't know. Uh, that was unintentional. Um, so they figured out a lot of a lot of stuff like that got worked out. So when we get back in the game, we get to see how they've improved that as a small team, what they were able to get, get done. Oh, man. So I guess I should say I had some community members who started playing ARC recently. I started playing Ark, dude. That game really just—you could just sink time into that game, yeah, for real. I think I had like six sixty-ish hours or something at this point or whatever. Man, the past two nights, Sim looks a little rough today. Oh, there's a reason. <laughs> I've been no life at Ark two nights in a row. Oh, Get, cool. Getting done at four in the morning. Waking up at nine thirty to get ready for work. It's a pretty exciting game. You it know, is. you never know what's going to happen. Like, you know, a lot of building. Uh, I didn't play it a ton, but I played enough to uh, understand the meaning of the game, I guess you could say. Yeah, I mean, the fact that, like, like Wildcard Studios, man, I played this game a good bit. They, they, they gave me, essentially gave me, the I think, every version minus the very base version of the game. I think I bought the, the, the essential, like, the vanilla version of the game. Arc Survival, whatever, uh, back around the time it was in Alpha or something, or early access, like real early, and it didn't look great. And yeah. uh, then I came back like later, and I think I bought it for like five bucks or something like that. Yeah, it and, goes on so often, yeah. Yeah, and then I came back and got got like the couple of the expansions, I think, except for Scorched Earth for free um, to cover it and everything. And then I like, uh, you know, hadn't played it in a while because Extinction, actually, I wasn't really too happy with Extinction. I felt like it was kind of, if I'm going to be really honest, I felt like that was actually a lazy expansion. Um, the story is cool, with, like what happened with it. But as far as like the map itself, I was like, eh. Yeah. Eh. So, but I've been playing that game again lately. Um, yeah. Aside from that, uh, talking about a mass exodus. We talked about this. We've come back to this almost every week or so. Okay. Someone else left Blizzard. Someone else left Blizzard. A bunch of people left Blizzard. A mass exodus at Blizzard. I, it's nuts, man. And it's 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 veterans. It's the veteran developers. Yeah. yeah. <clears throat> and uh, so just random people, or yeah. Um, it, it and you know what? It's interesting too for the reasons they leave too. Which you know you also got to understand they're not just going to be completely blunt with their explanation, right? There's yeah. going to be always be the a lot of under. Uh, currents um but you know they want to connect themselves professionally obviously with uh how they handle their exit so um you know plus you still got loyalty to the company you worked for even no matter how bad they treat you at one point you love that company so no matter what when you leave you're not gonna just crap all over it in most cases because you still have love for what that company used to be right. you know so I think that's always worth considering when you hear these stories is wonder what the undercurrents were. Right? Yeah, absolutely. Someone in chess is so Blizzard is like everyone's ex in here. <laughs> oh, I don't know, man. Yeah, you wouldn't want to burn the Blizzard bridge in chat either. I mean, look, Blizzard's been around a long time. Like, even if it's mostly an Activision gig now, and even if. You know, you can't you can't deny the fact they've made some amazing games. They have prospered for a long time. And you just never know. One day, if things aren't going really great, if we all have this idea of like, 
you know, the golden age and we're like feeling like as if we're getting into a dark place. Dude, you never know, man. Sometimes people turn things around. Right. It happens all the time. People turn it around like it's going to hell. I mean, or or you even think about like a perfect example is like think we talked about before, like the Final Fantasy MMORPG. Like early on, it wasn't going well. They 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 were like, we're just going to redo all this. Brought it back. It's thriving. It's in a great place. A lot of people play it. Very dedicated base, right? And and Blizzard fans have a lot of dedicated gamers that will oh, continue yeah, to be man. very dedicated. And if, and if they got back, if they even started back on the right track, man, the amount of people yep. who would come back as far as customers go would be insane. Absolutely. And, and, and I want to say something else about Final Fantasy and why I always thought that was so interesting that they did that. Because the entire franchise was based off of something like that. That's why it's called Final Fantasy. It was going to be Square's final game because they were going out of business and they made this last little fantasy RPG game, Final Fantasy, and that's why they called it that because it was going to be their last game and it freaking blew up and, you know, uh, sold tons of copies, especially in Japan. And uh, it put them back on the map. It kept them in business. And I, I always thought that's interesting how the same story from your early beginnings is also what happened to you with your latest MMO. You know, it failed, wasn't yeah. doing good. Ruining the franchise, it was kind of hard for you to recover from that. And so they just redid it, bam, released it, and did awesome. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it's like... So I'll talk about this briefly. So I, I, I'm i pretty sure this is how you say his name. I've, I've seen his name plenty before. Uh, Chris Kalecki, I think is how you say it. Um. So he basically made a YouTube video that's been talked about here recently. And, um, you know, it was, it was a very um, it was very classy. Like It was a very respectable video. Really, you know, from my perspective, I felt like it was very objective. I'm not mm -hmm. going to lie. When I was when I was watching it, though, I'm, I'm heavy Ashes of Creation coverage. So that's what I do. And I was watching. I was like, he's talking about Ashes. That's, that's the first thing I thought about was like, this is uh exactly what ashes is trying to do and mm -hmm. so one of the examples he talked about was that he'd been un unhappy with its progress for a while and mm -hmm. he went on and talked about a lot of different elements things he worked on in the game um he was specifically he dealt with a lot of like combat systems and like game mechanics and things like that um but he said, and this was what really stuck with me the most that I felt foundationally was super, super, uh, it, it resonated really hard. It was super, super true, um, which was that he said the focus went from community being the story to the story being the focus. So your focus shifting from community to the narrative that's, you know, and what do we say all the time? We're telling you what's happening. We're telling you where to go. We're leading you along. And and that focus from like guilds and, and player agency and those elements of community that really were responsible for a lot of the building of the community further and relationships and the game thriving was what he's seen. And this is something even Mike Morhaime talked about yeah, in yeah. the past with uh, dungeon finders and things like it added a, a convenience to the game, but then it took away from this element of community. Yeah. Um, and, and and I got to say on that, I do agree in hindsight, hindsight's 2020, right? But it is easier now 
to look back at things like Dungeon Finder, Raid Finder, all that, and say, wow, that kind of was a mistake for the community. But at the time, it was revolutionary, and it was the answer to the issues the MMO players had at that time because we didn't know the repercussions of long-term having these systems in place. Mm -hmm. Obviously, nobody did. Um, So I don't blame them for doing it. I think that was a genius move, instancing all that. Genius move for the time to answer the problems for 2004, 2005, 2006, etc. for issues in MMOs. So I don't, I'm not mad at them for doing stuff like that. They had to. That was part of the evolution of MMOs. And, and it's going nowhere, right? Like there's going to be some instancing where needed in games like Ashes, right? Like there's certain raid fights, right? For example, what are you going to do if you want a really focused hardcore group guild building exercise of a raid than to have an instance because you can't do that in open world people will you know mess it up it'll it'll lag fest all kinds of issues so um instancing is always going to be a part of mmos but i think they took it too far right they took that and the the tools to help you find people especially when you get outside of your own server that's where it gets rough in my opinion because you're never going to see these people again right you agree with that? Like, if it was on the same server, it would be a little better because at least you might see these people. And when the and, and when the the dungeon's over, you can still group and be like, "Hey, let's meet up and let's keep playing together or whatever." Um, they mm-hmm. can't do that if they're in another server. Yeah, I think that that's. I think that also translates into the whole cross. Like World of Warcraft actually did the cross uh, realm thing, right. uh, and I enjoyed open world PvP. You know, I was on Illidan at the time, super heavy PvP. It's also very dominated by Horde. And Mm -hmm. so, or was at the time. And so, you know, it was just, it really messed with things, man. Like people phasing in and out, you know, it it took away, like it was somebody who was on a different server, you know? So I felt like in some ways, similarly to how the raid or dungeon finder worked, that it, in some ways, I felt as if it took away from the server identity a bit. If that makes sense. No, it did. Yeah, that makes sense. <clears throat> Similar to like um, going on, going yeah. Well, you know, and then and then the most recent change was, you know, there is no more PvP servers now. It's just you flag yourself, right? And it's a different phase. Um, which I don't know, man. I kind of think that was a good idea. And the only reason I say that is because now almost everybody flags himself for PvP. Um, so now you, you can go to any server and you have the possibility of doing it. But the game is so huge and people are so spread out and doing different content to level up to now 50 that your chances of even running into the opposite faction is really low. But I I played all the way up to 50 already, uh, twice actually. And um, from from nothing, from level 1 to 50, um, and I ran into two instances where I ran to the opposing faction and had a PvP fight. I, so that's not like the old days of what you're talking about. But I don't think that I would have even seen that before the changes. I think I would have literally seen nothing. I would have seen no no fights at all prior to that, before making these changes. So I don't know. It's kind of like... The game's so different now, and so uh, I don't yeah. want to use the word broken, but for me, it feels for me it feels broken. Um, 
that it's like you're just adding uh, small bridges uh, on a broken mass. You know, it's just like this weird crumpled up mess of things and you're just building tiny little fixes for it that aren't equating to an, a full experience, you know? Yeah, I'm going to like, I think that I didn't really have as much of a problem with the dungeon finder as much. Okay. I didn't have nearly the problem with the dungeon finder as I did with the raid finder. <laughs> you know? Uh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but it was weird. It was weird. Like at the time, I you were right when you said like it, you know, you can kind of see like the difference in hindsight because it, did I think about how this, <clears throat> excuse me, did I think about how it was going to negatively impact the server at the time? No. But at the time, I was also super diehard Blizzard. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Like the, I'll be honest, like I was like dedicated, loved it, loved the world, the universe, the, the story arcs, all that stuff. And this was like, you know, up and in, into like wrath. And then a little bit after that, which it started to change in, but these things getting added didn't really, you know, it didn't really change too much for me, but once yeah, you weren't worried, you yes. weren't worried because yeah. you knew Blizzard would make it work. Right. Right. Because they were already at that point in time, if there was like something that didn't work, they'd roll it back and they kind of just leave it be. But yeah. it, it started to change because, um, and this is what, you know, Chris had said here, he's like talking about the modern games miss the drama element. And he's right. That's that interaction between players, the rivalries, those things tied to your server. So yeah. that's where my mind went was like all of the, the cross realm stuff, the dungeon finders, the raid finders, the the instancing between zones from different people and it just it feels like it, it takes away or creates more um divisions in between these different servers and different phases and everything that you kind of get to a point where you don't really pay attention to who there are they at least i didn't i didn't pay attention to who they were because i automatically started to assume like i'm probably not gonna see them anyway they're right. probably cross realm or something Whereas before it was like everybody I'm bumping into is like on my server. If I raided with them on my server, if I ran a dungeon with them on my server, if I, you know, did world PVP with them on my server, these, you know, all of this stuff was on our server and it was the server's history. And that was part of that drama element, the, the element of player interaction and community that I think is what actually started to get lost in a yeah. sense after that. Yeah, and it's that it's that reputation too. Not not the kind of rep you go and grind, right? But the kind of reputation like your your personal server reputation. Like, what are you known? Yeah. What kind of person are you known to be on that server, right? Um, which used mm -hmm. to be super important. You wanted people to know you were a reliable tank. You were a reliable healer. You were a uh, you wouldn't lead the group and lead people shorthanded. You find a replacement before you left. You you know whatever the case may be, right? Um, or you had people who were villains. I had a roommate who was a villain. He was just an asshole, and people didn't like him, and that was who he was in MMOs, and he's a nice guy in real life. That's just what he liked to do in MMOs. He yeah. liked to uh, uh, screw people over, and that's just what he did in MMOs, and he liked having that reputation. You know, so you yeah. don't get that when you're just doing random, you know, cues. No. And, you know, no. you just... You can be however you want to be. And honestly, it really is. We've, I think we've talked about this before. Um, 
someone with a really semi-decent artificial intelligence system could literally just tell you you're queuing up for a dungeon, you're with the real people, they say hello and goodbye at the end, or good group, a couple of random little phrases here and there, mm-hmm. and and it, you're not even playing with real people and you would have no idea. You would think it was totally legit and you're playing with freaking artificial intelligence. You wouldn't even know, because what's the difference? There, you know, There's no communication. I'm talking about dungeons. I'm talking about dungeons. Raids, there's a little bit more communication, etc. You probably couldn't pull that off, but uh, as far as dungeons go, they could totally just BS you all the way through that, and you would have no idea. Very true. So, I mean, we've talked about Chase and the Dragon before. This is like one of the earliest episodes, but we actually have titles for our episodes now. Had to had to use it because I the more and more. Like, even with my own experience in the past week, and he's, even as we're talking about this, like, that that element of chasing the dragon, do you want to tell, you, do you remember, like, how you kind of explained that? Do you want to tell everybody who maybe wasn't here back then, weren't tuning into the show back then, maybe, or is here, you know, they're here now and they've never heard this, but can you kind of explain to them what you meant by, uh, what we mean by chasing the dragon when we refer to it here now? Sure, so, like, uh, what we're referring to is, like, you get that taste, right? And and it could be a different game for different people, right? But you get that taste of the MMORPG and that, you know, everything, you know, the the social constructs and all the complexities and how it's this living, breathing world and, you know, et cetera. And you get that taste and you love it and, you know, you're, you're looking for it again, right? Like, so games have evolved and changed over time. Even you can't just go back to your classic game you loved. It's not different or it's totally different now. So you're just chasing the dragon. You're just looking for that for that next good bite, that really good game that's going to hook you in, draw you in, and and make you uh, feel that same way again, right? So same thing as any addict goes through. And let's face it, we're addicts. We're just MMO addicts. It's more acceptable in society, but we are addicts, and we're looking for that dragon, and we want it so bad because we don't have it. It's like. It's like if you were uh, addicted to insert drug name here, and it's gone. It doesn't exist on the planet. But there's people like, we're manufacturing it, though. It's coming, baby. And you're like, oh, snap. Oh, it's coming. You know, and that's where we're at right now. For a lot of us, probably everybody here, we're, they're manufacturing our drug, which is MMORPGs. And, uh, but they're not here. And now we're just like flipping through random games and trying to just get a tiny little taste of that that sweet sweet gameplay uh to hold, bite us over until we get the real deal oh man it and that's that's it so everybody's dragon might be a little different right and i felt that so strongly on on you know last sunday during that podcast because i was like this is the dragon this is that new home that you're waiting for that's carved out already in your mind you're you're waiting for it it's just it's as real as the dragon you're chasing and i think for me i i almost feel like i'm i'm really close to and i never thought i'd I'd actually feel this way especially since i've like covered this particular game for so long i didn't think i'd get to a point where i actually feel like i genuinely feel like i'm really starting over with an with MMORPGs, I in some ways I feel like that's actually really true because I haven't hardcore for me hardcore dedicated to an MMO, aiming for like server first sort of like mentality in a long time since like 
SWOTOR mm, when it okay. launched. And like after that, I was like, all right, cool. We'll go and we'll be like top, top people on the server, but not like going, let's like really try hard, really be number one. And so I feel that way again. I feel like I'm, I'm chasing a dragon. Like I'm waiting to chase a dragon. Like I'm ready. I'm preparing for the hunt. I'm, I'm gathering my resources. You know, I'm learning everything there is to learn from, from the, the keep libraries. Like I'm, I'm running around, I'm learning everything lore wise, like strategy wise. I'm preparing, you know, keeping myself ready for combat, little tests along the way. And I'm just ready. I'm ready to go hunt the dragon, man. Yeah. Yeah. You've got your, uh, you got your accessories needed. You yeah. got everything. You're prepping the way. Uh, you know, I'm afraid of what language I can use without getting us in trouble. <laughs> but uh, you know, you're you're you you're getting everything that you need for that dragon for that. And, and you know what? It's been so long since you had a hit of that dragon <laughs> that when you get it, it's gonna be epic, right? And, yeah. and a lot of people say, "Oh, you'll never, you'll never oh, ever." Dude. Uh, catch the dragon right it's always just out of reach right that is true i'm gonna have to say children for drugs okay that actually is true but for mmorpgs it's not because we've waited freaking forever dude like when we finally get it and we get you know what we what we're looking for uh then it's gonna be just very similar to the way it was your first time just because you had to wait so long to get there First it really time. will be a lot like your first. It'll be like your first time. It'll be almost like you're an MMO virgin again. Oh, almost. Wait a. Almost. How would we phrase this as a born again drag, dragon fighter? Right. <laughs> I don't know. Uh, I don't know what to go with here. I just, I'm just laughing too hard inside. <laughs> so okay, okay, it would be like this. It would be like this. So. Your first fight with the dragon oh, was epic. It was the first time you ever fought a dragon. You yeah. can't get better than that. It's your first fight with a dragon, and you slayed it, and you, you and and then it was over. And then you waited and waited and waited for another dragon to appear. And many generations passed with no dragon to kill. And then finally, through some miracle of the gods, a new dragon is born from the earth. And it's not the same dragon. He has new tricks and stuff up his sleeves and you fight that dragon again and you waited so long to fight a dragon that will feel just as good and it won't be the same fight with the dragon so therefore it will be different and you can enjoy it just like you did your first fight with the dragon that that's that's what it's like oh man <laughs> dude i'm like i saw this in chat with tl had actually asked will alphas and betas ruin that for us Mm, that's a good point. It is a good question. What do you think? I worry about it all the time. Yeah. That's definitely a concern because I'm like, mm, how's it going to feel at launch though when I've already done? But typically though, in alphas, you don't get, you only get to a certain point that kind of yeah. put a ceiling on you, you know? So it, and I, and I've been in, I know you have too, Sam. We've been in probably everybody in chat has been tons of betas and alphas over the years. And, you know, when you go back in, you're kind of doing that same thing. It's still exciting, though, because that time you're like, this is real. This is my character for real. It's not getting reset. It's my real character. So it's still really exciting. But once you get past the stuff you've already done, yeah, it goes right back to being awesome again. But you do get that that initial, like, I've already done this part before. But this time it's real. The other times I was practicing or, you know, I was testing. It wasn't 
wasn't real. I knew I wasn't going to get to keep that progress, you know? You know what? I, I don't think it, I don't think it's ruining it for me. Because with, with ashes, I can, I can confirm I've been testing since alpha zero. All of it. And you jump on and sometimes like you have doing the same stuff, but you know, when I think when you're like really excited about the, the prospect of what all this can be. Mm-hmm. And I say specifically because they haven't changed their vision. When you've got years of game development for an MMORPG at the scale, this one's going for and through the good, bad and the ugly, they still stay the course for their vision. They don't deter from it. That is legit how trust is earned, man. Yep. yep. Year after year, committing to it, building upon it, you know, not changing your vision. So along the and, way. Oh, go on. Yeah, go on. I was just saying the vision of Ashes yeah. actually kind of influences that your experience won't be the same anyway, right? Because it's, it's going to depend on the nodes and yep. what's going on, how the players act, etc. Exactly. So no matter what you experience in alpha and beta, it that's not exactly what it's going to be like when the game launches anyway. So yes, exactly. That's a big plus to Ashes of Creation is that yes, right there. <laughs> like that's their evolution to the MMO genre. Yeah, it's yes. big. It's going to be big because the last time there was a, in my opinion, the last time they had a huge upgrade to MMOs, everybody's like, oh, we got to put that in our game, was when they started doing the, I, I, I can't think of a good name for it, but basically every MMO has it now where it's an event, it happens on a timer every once in a while, and everybody goes, and anybody that goes there can do it, and it's a yeah. group social activity, boss fight, whatever. Like a group event or something like that, where it's like it and, pops up and you run to it and... Exactly. And Warhammer Online invented it. They don't get credit for it sometimes. They give it to mm-hmm. Rift and others. Actually, Warhammer Online invented that, uh, and then Rift took it a step further, and blah, 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 blah. Everybody did it. And Guild Wars 2 is like based completely on that for all questing. So the, what Ashes is doing is that big, if not bigger, actually, yeah. in the grand scope of a upgrade to MMO. So very innovative. Big deal. Yeah. And you know what's, dude, they are growing so fast right now. Their YouTube has gained almost another 10,000 since they hit 100K. Exponential growth, man. Exponential growth. But you're right. Do you know how many people aren't even paying attention until the game launches? You know how many millions of people when that game is available to purchase who haven't even interacted, watched a video, nothing? They just know there's this MMO coming. It's supposed to be really cool doing some cool stuff and just waiting. When it launches, they're going to swap down the 60 bucks or whatever and they're going to hop in immediately. Millions. $15, homie. Because it doesn't have a box cost, remember? Oh, I did not know that. No box cost, buddy. It's literally $14.99 a month USD. No box cost. Literally everybody is going to get this game. Literally everybody. So, guys, I hate to admit it. Go ahead and be careful with your vacation plans. No matter what they plan for, their servers are going to get crapped on. Because, I mean, literally (laughs) everybody is going to get this MMO. Because you can release a crappy MMO. and. Get millions of people just because we're freaking chasing that dragon, dude. We yes. want any little, any little tiniest little molecule of the dragon we can get. We're gonna snatch snatch it up. So it's like I journeyed for six months and I found a dragon scale. It's not. <laughs> it is petrified. 
but I do believe. <laughs> like I was gonna leave that part of the out of the equation, dude. Are you okay? <laughs> oh, that reference! It's petrified. It's uh, <laughs> definitely a little old, and um, some cobwebs on it, some dust, you know. Some... Smells like fish, but you know what? <laughs> Close as I can get, I'm gonna take it. <laughs> Where the hell did you get that dragon scale from? So I want to know. Do not inhale. It's a space peanut, dude. Like literally. <laughs> For real, I was leaving out that other equation, but now that you opened the door, I'm going there. Okay, like okay, let's go there. I've played, I have played the the damn test, right? Uh huh. Dude, if people, I can share this. Okay, I can't show the visuals, but I can share this. If okay. you all actually fucking knew how dramatically different Alpha Zero, like stepping in day one, was compared to what they're at now, and they're still calling this pre-alpha, dude. Mm-hmm. Holy fuck, man. Dude, what's your, what's you can't your prepare opinion? for that. What's your, and I, I I get it. This is just, I'm just asking for an opinion. Just mm-hmm. how your uh, gut check. Yeah. What range do you think of time frame are we looking at this game might possibly be out? I think, I think, I, I, try, I try to only base it off of facts and evidence. And for me, I base that off of, their progression so far, including delays and setbacks and tough times. And for, from my perspective, five years is like kind of low end of an MMO to be developed, in my opinion. I if agree. If you develop it in five years, you've, you've, you've really done some work. Yeah, or you got a crap ton of people. Of money really and people together. working, like AAA studio, yeah, to the max. I think low end year and a half to two years nice okay i was saying a year and a half to two years is like early estimate in my mind this is pure speculation not based on any information that i can share that comes from them just my own mind speculating and basing it off of the timeline and how things have gone so far i think a year and a half to two years is pretty safe bet as an early eta but that's under the assumption that there aren't any further delays for some reason. And right. there's a lot of, there's a lot of factors to be considered of uh, COVID-19 uh, yeah. working from home policies, right? Like the, the late local uh, state and city laws for San Diego, which is where Trepid Studios is at. Um, mm-hmm. Also the fact they opened up the EU office that, that, that you also have to take that into account for. Um, but I still stand by a year and a half to two years seems possible. And that's not including that we're going to see people streaming this in the spring for sure. Right. 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 Um, I think that these tests that are happening that are not going to, that are going to be NDA are going to be very telling on if there will be delays in alpha one or not. It's what I think because it is outlined in that timeline that they presented that those will include backers, all backers of alpha one. So they're throwing a whole lot of people in. That's a lot of accounts. It's a lot of people who back that game, jumping in before they get to the no NDA period, but it's good because it's going to really test things. It's going to test them. So, I mean, 
But one more one more thing I've always thought about ashes is um you know how you get that you get that uh kind of thing that happens in MMOs over time where um when you start a new character sometimes you're like oh god I don't want to do this again right like it would take longer to get to that point in ashes because you could just hop to another server if you was like well this server's doing the exact same kind of stuff I did so let me hop to another server where they've got kind of a different node thing going on so it's a little different um but what I was thinking was is over time there's nothing stopping them from just being like, let's add a couple new nodes to all the old systems. Now you've got even more options, even on your old content, right? Like even on your old continents, your old places, you know, and they could slap some more options into those over time if they wanted to. And they could totally revitalize the, the new game experience uh, years down the road. You, do you agree or does yeah, it do. a little off base? It seems so. like they would it'd be easier for them than, you know, another MO. They had to redo, have, you know, built it into the lore to where why the whole world has changed like they did with Cataclysm. And, oh. you know, it's it's a mess. It's a mess to try to do that, right? Um, but with that game, they don't have to change. They can just say, well, now that XYZ has happened in the world, it might make sense that these other events could happen in these places as well, right? Yeah. So pretty cool. Pretty cool. Pretty good spot to be in when you're making a, a game that's supposed to be a world. Yeah, and then, you know, going to piggyback. Okay, so alphas, betas, I don't think so. And here's why. I I have I have abstained from really, like, playing an MMORPG hardcore. I gave ESO a, a moment in time there before that kind of just, you know what I mean? Yeah. But... In my experience, like, I don't know, there's something, there's something different about this, man. I've tested a lot of MMORPGs, a lot of game. I've tested a lot of games in development in the time I've been a gamer and a creator. I'm not, no bullshit, a lot. There's mm. something about the soul of this, man, that's just different. It just doesn't get old. That's what Chasing the Dragon used to feel like. It didn't yeah. get old, man. Yeah. And I've played a lot of games where I tested it, where testing it felt taxing. It felt like work. I get tired, but I don't feel taxed. I'm excited and I want to do it again. That is literally my wow origin story into an MMORPG. That's what I loved about it. And mm -hmm. I've tried other games along the way and not felt that. But I have now. So the alphas, the betas? No, I don't think so. Because what? years of testing it now and it still hasn't nothing i'm just like i can't wait to f and get there i want to get there i want to yeah. really chase the dragon and this game the dragon are corrupt ass looking ancients that look like they're from aliens dude have mm -hmm. you seen that i have it looks insane buddy go a really good art team by the way yeah. uh, everything they put out is just like dude that's some next level you know Super detailed, super cool, unique. Doesn't look like you're just copying, copy pasting fantasy genre 101 kind of thing. Um, so I just got called the Lord of Hype. <laughs> is that mm -hmm. what you, is that just that happens? Lord of Hype, <laughs> the, the Hype Lord returns. Soul or soul? Yeah, S O U L. Declare. <laughs> I just, it, it is, man, but it's, it's surprising because I'll be really honest. I, even when I backed it, it was, I knew it was the last MMO I was going to just go all the way hardcore with, not necessarily play, 
that the last one I was going to dedicate every, all of it to. Right. So whether it's that or it's just the fact that it, you know, or a combination of the fact that the soul of the thing is definitely, you know, one of a kind, whatever it is, man, I, I personally didn't think I'd have the vibe. I, I'm a realist, man. I understand that first experiences is something you've never done before. You won't get that first experience back. There's something about that newness that just cannot be replicated. And I feel real close to what that would be like if you could, though, which is yeah. kind of kind of trips me out a little bit because I can be pretty critical. I've been pretty critical about the game in the past, too. So nuts, man. Stay in the course. Yeah. And and by the way, I am nerding out so hardcore over the hardcore over the lore, pa- uh, the, the light pact and like the, the ancients lore drop and all that. I've been nerding about it pretty hard. Um, let's talk about some stuff in uh, gaming news and discussions here. You, you sh- homie, you shared some stuff with me earlier, and I was like, the actual is this. I'll yeah, just, I'll hit a couple. I'll just hit a couple real quick. Right. Number one, props to the Demon Souls devs who had brought that new that game out again, because um, it's technically a remake, uh, right? You know, but a really good looking one. And uh, they decided to leave out the easy mode. First of all, hammers up and respect because that's at the heart of what that game was. Right. You don't talk about destroying your vision. You put an easy mode in. What? (laughs) Yes. And that's why I'm at hammers up because of the vision and sticking to it and not letting. But hammers down if you're stupid and not release on pc dude listen consoles wore away right like oh we're only you can only play us on playstation you can only play this on xbox y'all have fun with that i don't care but you can release it on pc that's different we're not part of that bullshit all right we don't compete with mac that's not a con that's not that doesn't happen it's just pc right so why couldn't they just release i want to play that i'm not buying a ps5 i'm not buying one it's ugly it's a it's underpowered. It's I don't want a PS5. I'm not buying one, but I want to play Demon Souls. That's a cool game, dude. Like I want to play the remake. It looks awesome. I want to play it on my PC though. You know where I can where you know the the problem with consoles is that no matter what happens with the game, you just have to live with it. If you're if the frame rate sucks. Sorry, bro. Your frame rate sucks in your game. That's just the way it is. With if I, if the frame rate sucks on my PC, I can just upgrade and make it not suck. You know, I have options. I can make the game run the way I want it to run. And I just want to play freaking Thinking Souls, dude. I like that game. That's like I love that game, but I gotta yes. wait, gotta wait a year. God, it's bullshit. Console players, you keep that stupid exclusivity stuff away from PC gamers. Okay, we're not trying to compete. We're We'll get to it in a minute. We'll explain. We have another story. We'll explain why PC is a part of your stupid exclusivity bullshit. All right. Yes. All, right. All right. We'll hit. We'll hit. Let's talk about another exclusivity bullshit topic. Though. Oh, no. For Stadia, Stadia, however you want to oh. say it, no doubt. This Phoenix, Phoenix Rising game looks pretty cool. I heard yeah. it's a ripoff of something, though. Um, I don't know what exactly, but okay, put that aside. But only on Stadia. And I'm like, homies, come on, buddies. Come on, homies. On Stadia, really? You're going to make exclusivity for games on Stadia? You need people that want to try it. 
Stadia's not even doing good, is it? It's oh. not. So four people are going to get to play it? <laughs> you know, I mean, it's pretty close to accurate. Like, why would you do that? I mean, I get it that, you know, Stadia's trying to, they got to grab up something, right? And, uh, you know, it's not really a game that I'm, like, pissed about because it looks okay. I'd like to play it. Technically, I actually do have Stadia. <laughs> I'm one of the four people. Because I wanted to play, because I stream on YouTube, and I wanted to play Baldur's Gate 3 on my YouTube channel, so I got Stadia for Baldur's Gate 3. Bought Baldur's Gate 3 twice uh, on Steam and on uh, and on Stadia. But anyway, so I can play it if I want to. I probably won't anyway. But th- th- that's such a small market that I can't believe. Um, it's Ubisoft, right? I think so. I'm pretty sure it's Ubisoft makes that game, and they agreed to it. Like, guys, you kind of want to sell your game to a market of people. You know, like, I wouldn't release a brand new game and be like, hey, yeah, it's only available on the PS2. There's no market for that, you know? Yeah, Ubisoft North America, and there it is. Yeah, yeah. So, weird. That's weird. I don't know. I don't, I just, I don't understand that, man. I tried, I tried a game on there. It seemed like it was going to be cool. It, it it wasn't. It was it was kind of dookie in my in my <laughs> personal opinion. It was kind of dookie. You get those um, artifacts from it trying to stream. That's yeah, what drives me. Yes. And, and there there is a little bit of lag. They act like oh yes. it's lag free. No, I push a button and I can feel. You I feel, feel a little something. I feel there. a little something. It ain't it ain't a hundred percent there. And I was I mean, playing the decent. game in creative. I was playing the game in creative and I felt it. I'm like come on, come on. Yeah, yeah. That doesn't that doesn't bode well. I'm just saying. No, not on PC. Like, no, we don't we don't handle the lag thing very well. Mm-hmm. Like, so this is fun. This is fun. <laughs> Who wouldn't want in? <laughs> Let me just preface it with this thing. <laughs> you already look like you already know what this is. Going. <laughs> He's like... He just loves the topic, but I feel like I'm just so gonna like, I'm so gonna bait him into getting triggered here. I'm sorry. I I'm gonna be like it. drinking alcohol <laughs> on the show soon to calm myself. So, <laughs> so who who wouldn't who wouldn't want an RTX 3080? Man, I no, would. Who wouldn't? I would love I would. one. You know, I'd who, be like, you know who wouldn't? Who I, who wouldn't? I don't want. think console gamers would. And I'm well, sorry. That's because, but that's because they don't have a PC to put it in. So it's no good to I'm them. I'm not judging. I'm just saying. I'm just saying as evidenced by, do you want to share this discussion point? Do you want to tell a short story about what yeah. you witnessed since you watched it all? And I was just like, I couldn't make it in more than five minutes without going, this has got to be bullshit. It's going to be paid actors. Yes. All right, so, all right, so this YouTuber who covers PC gaming, etc., um, he wanted to gift the beautiful gift of PC gaming to a console player. So the PS5's out, and he knew there's people waiting in line for their pre-order, etc. So he said, all right, I'm going to go there with three deals. Let's see where they bite. I'm going to go there, and I'm going to say, here's a 3080, which is rare. You can't just go buy it. They're not oh. available right now. Just like your PS5, right? Here's a 3080. I'll trade you for the PS5. And it's worth more money than the PS5, right? So good deal. Mm -hmm. Seven hundred bucks versus the PS5, which is five hundred bucks, I think. Uh, But anyway, worth more. Um, And then if they don't bite that, then I'm going to offer them a full 
badass gaming PC with the 3080 already in it. And he brought that too. So you had the box of the 3080. He had a full, and he even was thinking like, you know what, console gamers, they might not want the big bulky tower. So he built a, a nice little compact, beautiful little badass PC. He's like, so I'll offer that for the PS5. And if they don't take that, then I'll offer them a complete gaming PC setup with a, a badass monitor, gaming uh, mouse and keyboard, and the badass PC for a PS5. So he goes, and he offers it, and they're just kind of like, I don't know, man, I really want the PS5, and my girlfriend wants to play PS5 with me, I don't know. And then, so he keeps going up, and he gets to offering the PC, to offering the full setup, and everybody's just still like, bro, I'm just waiting on my PS5, I don't want nothing. He's like, dude, it's worth $2,000, it's a $2,000 gaming setup, uh, and all I want is your PS5, so they still wouldn't take it. So then he has to say, I'll give you all this, and I'll pay you in cash the cost of your PS5. Finally, one person was like, all right, bro, I'm going to do it because I already reserved two PS5s. What the fuck? Why would you do that? It's worth more money. You get your money back. You... The PS5 is not going to... It's a launch console, guys. They always break. They have issues. They never work as intended. You know that shit ain't going to be good. You know you're going to have problems. And then you're going to go home, and you're going to have nothing to play. When And plus, the PS5 has, like, what? One good game on it right now? Demon Souls? I think that's about it. The, the other game that came out kind of sucks. So you, were you going to play Demon Souls, dude? By yourself? On your PS5? And you could have played a huge decades worth of library on a badass 120 frame, you know, frames per second, 1440 easily, ultra settings, any game you want, and do anything else you want. Not just, not just games. You can do anything. You could, you could do anything you want. The PC is open to do anything. The world is in your hands, and you turn it down for a PS5. I don't it's get it. What's wrong with people? What is wrong with people? That makes no sense. And I don't hold this against console gamers. No. I just don't understand console gamers that, that have that mindset. Yeah, how, how did you... Sony get you that good by the balls? What did they do to you? <laughs> you know, what, what did they do? How did they do that? I would love to learn because I would do that. I would replicate that and make millions of dollars. How do you get a customer base? You're like, even the better things you do not stray. It's almost like a, you're, you've been married. I guess maybe that's what it's like. They feel like they've been married to the Sony platform, and it would be cheating. Maybe that is. Maybe that's what it is. Right? So, like, this this lady, this young lady comes Loyalty. along. I'm not going to leave my wife over it, right? Yeah. I wouldn't leave my wife over some young... You know, like, oh, look, but your wife can't do this. I wouldn't believe my wife. So that maybe that's what it is. Maybe that's how console gamers feel. They just are like, no, I'm married to Sony. I'm married to Xbox. You can't take me away. There's comfort and familiarity. Truth. But... But this is games, though. It, it, okay. Yeah. I, I get the controller thing. And they're like, dude, I just I can't do good with the keyboard and mouse. Sure. It's not my thing. Dude, you can plug a controller into your PC. Did you know that? You yes. Just, you, you like the Xbox controller? Cool. Plug it in. Go. You like the PlayStation? Cool. Plug it in. Go. There you go. You yeah. like even the freaking Switch controller, the Pro Switch controller? Plug it in. Yeah, Have true. Fun. 
So I don't understand that. Like, it would feel the same to you. You could even, okay, I don't like the fancy freaking, you know, awesome monitors with the refresh rate and all that. Just plug your PC into a HDMI compliant PC and get a control, or I mean, not a PC, a big screen TV. Sit on your couch and play it like that. You can. There's nothing stopping you. You can play it just like that. I just don't understand where's the line drawn. Like, if it's money, I get it. It's a big investment for a, a badass PC. I totally understand. Some people can't afford it. Cool. Get you a console. You still play all the good games. You still have a decent experience. Everything's going to be fine. Get the money. But when somebody comes and says, I'll pay you to get this badass yes. PC, you are a fool. I'm sorry, but you're a fool. Just take the deal. That's crazy, man. I never thought that that – I just didn't – I thought people – and we would have lost. Everybody here – we would have took the 3080. We wouldn't oh. even known about the rest of the deal. <laughs> oh, don't, don't leave. Know. Stay right there. I'm about to get my PS5. <laughs> you don't move. Dude. Everybody else stay the fuck back. I agree first. Do I need to sign somewhere, dude? What do we got to do here? Let's do this shit. Look, I just, I'm quality of life, man. And I just want to, like, I can, like, render my videos a little better. I can mm -hmm. stream a little nicer, you know. But I could, like, just a little bit, right? You, you'd have had me at 3080. Like, I would have been. I would have had my phone out live streaming to my channel. Like, bro, this guy, this guy just offered me a thirty eighty from a PS five, guys. Uh, everybody would have known. I'd have been like, check this out, get the thirty eighty. <laughs> doing some kind of weird dance that goes viral. Yeah, totally. <laughs> I think you kind of yeah. just did, but you were in your chair. You were like, ah, da, da. like yeah. get the thirty eighty. <laughs> that is that is my dance when I get a big upgrade. Actually, that really is. I get it. I'm like. I just don't understand because you're so right, dude. You're so right. You could legit make a PC or, you know, build it yourself, right? Build mm -hmm. one that has like just so much versatility to it. And if you really wanted to play it, you could get like really good quality on a TV yeah, with a controller. That, yeah, you that's your thing. Right. Yeah, that's your thing. I, I I wouldn't do that because, you know, obviously no. the PC is more than gaming for me. I edit videos. Like you said, I do work on it, too. Mm. Like, And that's why I like the PC because, to me, it's a hassle. I have consoles, but it's a hassle, and I know that's sad. But changing the input and then I just, you know what, it's too much. I'm already on my PC. I just keep playing. I'm a, I play my games, do my work. I play my games, do my work. It's just easier for me. So even when I have a console, I rarely switch to it just because I'm so I'm too lazy to switch the input to the console and reach over and turn it on. You know, and then I'm like, oh, the controller's not charged. Screw it. I'm not playing. Go back to PC. You don't need to unplug this here and plug it right in there. Like, no, 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 no. I've got to reach around to do that. Like, <laughs> I, I've already got I've already got this PC. It can do all that. I've got to get up, dude. Come on. You're going to get up and walk over and like reach around and like move it up about two inches. I don't know what to say, dude. Like, it's just, you're just being unreal. This is not realistic. It's unreasonable. <laughs> this is unreasonable. We live in 2020. Why do Surely I can just say, hey, PS4 time. <laughs> got to be an app for that. Yes. <laughs> you know what's really unfortunate? freak man he would have had so many just oh, really yeah. inappropriate things to say oh yeah especially when you said reach around exactly I, 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 I was like, oh, too bad freak's not here he yeah because usually i say stuff like that and automatically i'm like oh no he's about to but he ain't here 
<laughs> yeah, and I thought it, but I wouldn't say it. I, you know, I was thinking like cool. a frequency. Yeah, Y'all, man, I got to tell everybody though, seriously. Loving it, man. We are coming up. Episode 25 is next. Not week, friends. Because next week on Thursday, which is when we do this show, is on Thanksgiving. And, you know, I'm going to be spending time with family, socially distanced and very small numbers. But it's probably going to be like the only time I'm going to see, like, you know, a gathering until like probably spring or so. Yeah. So as a result, uh, I'm not going to... I have a stream challenge to stream every day this year. We're at 324 days. Um, I will stream that day. I don't know for how long. It might be later at night, whatever. But the show won't be here because we, we, you know, Nathan's got a family and kids. I'm sure he's doing something. You know, Freak's probably got something. I'm going to add something. Uh, we're not going to do it. So episode 25 will actually be the following first week of December on the 3rd of December, friends. Okay. Uh, you'll still you want to come hang out with me later tonight? Totally fine. I'll be kicking it at some point. Don't know for how long, but the show will not be here next Thursday. However, the following week we'll see you. And with that being said, it's always a pleasure. Don't think that I have not forgotten about our origin story for the show. I am slotting that for episode fifty. It seems like a good okay. milestone. It'll be in the spring. We'll get through the holidays and the winter and all that. And uh, that'll be really good because Freak's kind of got a story around it. You and I have a story around it. And I've got an even bigger one related to the very beginning origin story for why yeah. I even did it in the first place. So I think easily just talking about that is a whole show. Easy. Oh, yeah. No doubt. Yeah. Easy. No doubt. <clears throat> so and I think it'll be like a legit great experience for everybody that shares in the show. Friends. Definitely going to give a shout out to Nathan here. Check him out. He's doing live streaming and YouTube content on YouTube. Nathan, let everybody know where they can find you and all the things so they can come chill with you. Yeah. So you can find me on YouTube, uh, youtube.com forward slash the Nathan Napalm. Um, come check out my YouTube channel. Talk about all kinds of MMOs, JRPGs, CRPGs, RPGs, all the nerd stuff. Um, but uh, also, I want to tell you guys later tonight. Um, uh, depending on your time zone, 9 p.m. Eastern time. Um, please check me out on Twitch. I'm on my channel because uh, I don't do Twitch on my channel. Uh, Pantheon Plus. Come check us out because we're going to be debating some really hot topics in MMORPGs. Um, instancing, um, raid fights, uh, all kinds of varying uh, different typical MMO things. And we're going to be debating them. And he and I, who are friends, but we have very passionately different opinions on a lot of these subjects and uh if you're in chat you have your own vote on it too so there's three votes mine his and the community so come check us out that's going to be a big time plus my arch nemesis is hosting a show at the same time and i've got to kick his ass i've got to have more views than him so please come support me so we can show him that that nathan napalm is the king not him dang if he beats me i don't know what i'll do i don't know what i'll do with myself i may just I'll feel like a console gamer. I'll be defeated. Oh, <laughs> be defeated at thirty frames per second. <laughs> oh my god, dude! I feel like you just left the show with that ominous dark tone that usually Lexer does. <laughs> so, <laughs> kind of like the hell just happened here, yo. So, friends, obviously, 
if you want to do a call in one five three nine six six four six eight one, follow us on Twitter at the LFM Show. And friends, we will see you two weeks from today, five p.m. CDT for episode twenty-five of Looking for More. And it might be the end of our show today, right? But we're always looking for more to join the party here, friends. Rants, oh plenty. Until next time, you all have a great week. Stay safe and a happy Thanksgiving, friends.